What it do, baby? Yes, sir. You know what it is. It is time to jet right here on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever it is that you happen to be listening right now. Appreciate you doing so. Please hit that subscribe. Leave a like. Leave a five-star rating, a comment. Appreciate that. It keeps the lights on. It keeps everything going for my man Duke. The food and the bowl, the toys to play with. And, of course, hit me up on that Twitter machine. At Zoobeard77. Love the interactions. And today, I want to know what Mike White has to do in order to keep himself in this position. You know, in order to keep himself starting some games. So hit me up on the Twitter machine. Let me know what you think about that. Give me your thoughts on the game while it's happening. Hit me up with just any thoughts that you ha- might have during the week. Um, you know, I do love that interaction. So hit me up on the Twitter machine. I uh, love talking to you guys. And in the post game, I like to read the best tweets that I get to summarize the game. So uh, keep an eye out for my post game tweet where I ask for your thoughts on the day's performance. And, you know, hit me up on there because uh, you might hear your comment right here on the post game afterwards. Uh, but anyway, I do want to quickly quickly uh just apologize to you guys i am sorry for my lack of professionalism this week and um you know not getting you guys another episode on wednesday i apologize for that uh some things were crazy and uh honestly some things just didn't uh didn't work out well this week and i apologize for uh not getting you guys any content on wednesday but we here we hear it is uh, it is a game day, and it's time to get flowing again with the Buffalo Bills in town. But I did want to just say uh, I am sorry about that, and I promise y'all that uh, it's not something that will uh, will happen often. So please uh, know that when you do subscribe to the podcast, you will be getting uh, another episode on Wednesdays. You know, not just uh, not just a little little episode of me and Fleegy Baby. Uh, breaking down the uh, midseason report card, you know, that's not all you're going to get, but appreciate you guys hanging in there. And, um, yeah, I mean, this was a, this was a pretty good week. So let's get right on into it. I mean, we see, uh, Robert Sala coming out again and I mean, look at, look at what we got going on this weekend. People, we all got afraid. I mean, maybe not everybody got afraid, but a lot of us were, uh, you know, when Mike White gets hurt the other night. Thinking to ourselves, damn, okay, that's that. Now we get to see Josh Johnson the rest of this game and probably going to see Joe Flacco until uh, until Zach Wilson's ready to go. But, but by the grace of God, we have the man back to play at least one more game. And... I'm really excited. I'm really happy that uh, we got Mike White starting this game against the Buffalo Bills because, I I mean, you guys heard the news. Zach Wilson was back in practice this week. He was getting with it and uh, trying to get down with the offense. But Robert Sala said, nah, we're going with the man, Mike White, this week. And that, like I said, it's a great decision. It's a great move. It's, It's keeping this offense flowing. 
You've seen that Mike White knows what he's doing out there. You see that he's able to control the pocket and just kind of, he makes everybody better. Like, seriously, we're, we're sitting here and three, two weeks, two full weeks of Josh Johnson and Mike White, and we're, we're saying how the offensive line looks a little bit better at times or for the most part looks better. We're talking about how the receivers are making plays. We're talking about how the running backs are incredibly involved. You have Michael Carter going for 170-plus yards two weeks ago. I mean, that's insanity. Well, it, These are things that were not occurring with Zach Wilson in there. These were things that didn't even have a prayer of happening with Zach Wilson in there. And you could say what you will about the O-line, but Mike White's getting that ball out quick, and it's making their job I mean, a lot easier, and it's fitting what this offense is supposed to be doing. Zach sitting back there trying to make the big play, trying to wait for somebody to break free deep downfield so he could bomb it out, that's hurting this team. That's hurting that offensive line who's not able to hold on to blocks long enough to give Zach the time that he needs in order to wait for receivers to get open like that. So when you look at what Zach Wilson is doing and you look at what Mike White has done, you, you have to stick with Mike White right now until Zach Wilson is able to show you that he is capable of running this offense. And I mean, like seriously capable of running this offense, not just out there like, oh, okay, you know, he looks a little bit better and he's throwing for, you know, 200 plus yards every game, but it looks better. You know what I mean? No, nobody needs to see that. We're seeing Mike White and Josh Johnson throw for 300 plus yards game in and game out. That's what you need to see out of Zach Wilson next. So until he is at that point, you do not bring him back in. And you know what? If he never reaches that point, if he never gets to that comfortability with this offense, then you continue to start Mike White the rest of the season. Today is the first day in seeing if that is a possibility. Mike White has to do his job too. As much as we're all talking about him being the guy for the future, being the dude and Oh, you can't just hand it to Wilson. Well, Mike White has to take it. He has to go out there still, and he needs to play his ass off. And he needs to go, and he needs to, I mean, if we're being honest, he's not going to win today. But if he did, he's not He's not losing this job anytime soon. Like, he's good until the Jacksonville game at the end of December. That would be what this type of win would do for Mike White and his career trajectory. This, uh, and I, I don't think it's going to happen because we're talking about a great Buffalo Bills team, which I will get to in a moment. But you really have to look at this from, you know, a thousand feet in the air because you got the number two overall pick, yes, and you need to make sure that you're taking care of him and giving him an opportunity to be as good as he possibly can. But if that kid, if that young man does not fit what you're doing and he is not going to fit what you are doing, then you make a move and you get him out of town and you go with what you can do. We've seen it before with Arizona. We've seen it happen and work out successfully for them. We might see it happen with Tua. And you know what? You might see it happen right here with this young man, Zach Wilson. Because I got to be honest with you, it's not that Mike White is somebody that I see being the franchise quarterback. It's about what I don't see from Zach Wilson. And that's what that's what is most important here. It's not about what you're seeing from Mike White. 
It's about what you're seeing from Mike White that you never saw from Zach Wilson. Basic things that you never saw from Zach Wilson. And while he can complete the 50-yard bomb off his back foot downfield, he can't complete the five-yard out, which is absolutely killing his career, killing this offense, killing his opportunity to get on the field right now. And until he does that, he's a liability. The number two pick, a guy that you invested your entire future in, is a liability to play for your team right now. That's a disaster. But we have Mike White, and Mike White is playing his ass off. And if he comes out today, and I'm gonna give you some I'm gonna give you a little, little numbers right here. If he throws for over 250 yards, keeps that completion percentage over 75%, only has you know maybe one interception, two touchdowns. That's a, that's a really good game against this Buffalo defense. It's a really good game for Mike White. I mean, we're talking about a guy here who nobody had playing in the NFL, who nobody had doing a damn thing. I mean, the Jets went out and traded for Joe Flacco a couple of weeks back. That's how little they knew what they had in Mike White. And now we're sitting here and we're, we're legitimately giving the guy an, a chance to steal Zach Wilson's job as the future of the Jets. And that just blows my mind a little bit, but it's good. It's, it's good to have competition for the kid, and it's good for him to see the offense work. But don't get it confused. This situation is a disaster for this organization. And, I mean, listen, we're going to have to see what happens. But today, today is a massive day for Mike White and a massive challenge for Mike White as he goes up against a really good Buffalo defense here led by an incredible Buffalo defensive line, which I mean, guys get ready for a really, really long day. And I hope Mike White can go and have a nice game and I hope he can keep the story going. And I hope that this offense looks good like they did the last couple of weeks, at least, you know, relatively better than they did before but I just don't see it happening when you have a front that is this good this loaded like this is a legitimate Super Bowl starting defensive line like you got Gregory Rizzo AJ Epinesa Ed Oliver man Ed Oliver a top five pick in this in this league Vernon Butler Stalo Tulele and you know, you got Jerry Hughes on there, too, the vet. I mean, guy's been there forever. You look at those dudes together, put them on a line. How are you ever going to stop that group? Like, you're rotating guys in and out. And there are other members of that defensive line that I didn't name that make impacts as well. It's just those are, those are headliners right there. This, this, is, this is bad for this offensive line, an offensive unit that's been struggling you know, greatly throughout the season. Yes, I gave them some credit. Mike White has been helping them out by getting that ball out. But at the end of the day, they're still not doing what they need to do out there. And they're still not playing at a high enough level for me to even think that they are going to have a competent game versus this uh, versus this Buffalo defensive line. I mean, specifically, I look at Ed Oliver as a dude who's going to have an absolute day probably lining up on Greg uh, Van Rotten <laughs> and Connor McGovern for a while and, you know, taking advantage of the turnstile that is Greg Van Rotten. 
And when that's going to happen, it's going to cause hell for Mike, uh, Mike White. And we're going to have to see how he responds to that. We've seen how Zach Wilson has. And uh, you could argue that that <laughs> that Greg Van Rotten problem was the bane of Zach Wilson's existence. But, you know, now we get to see what Mike White does with it as, uh, you know, DeForest Buckner took him out last week with an injury. Now we'll see what Ed Oliver is able to do. Hopefully, 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 Greg Van Rotten is a little bit better. And if not, you get him out immediately and you get Laurent Duvernay Tardif in there. And it's time to get the Tardif era started on that offensive line in Jet Live Stadium. But, I mean, I'm just being honest with you dudes. This this is a really good Buffalo Bills defense, and it's going to be damn near impossible to beat this uh, defensive line. So even if you have a good game from Duvernay Tardif, even if Greg Van Rotten is better and uh, Connor McGovern has a great day, this, they're still going to beat you you know, seven times out of ten. They're going to have a really good game. And that's just going to gonna be an issue. And how how are you able to combat that is going to be a big-time, big-time question that this team is going to need to figure out how to answer. And, I mean, regardless of how it's going, regardless of how everything is working for this offense today, I think you have to force the ball to Michael Carter in a way, I think you need to make sure that he's getting the ball in his hands and having the ability to go out there and make plays and continue to, you know, out of the pass game, out of a run game, just just be versatile and do things. If you keep the ball in a guy like that's hands, he's going to be able to make plays throughout the day. And plus, he's a rookie. You want to see what he's able to do. You want to see what the limitations are, what the absolute, you know, the most that he can give you is. And this is the time to do it. This is a game where you're going to be able to do it. Um, I mean, listen, it's going to be a tough game. It's not easy, but you're going to be able to actually give, you know, Michael Carter a chance to go up against a good defense where you'll see what he is. And unfortunately for the Bills, you know, you got Tremaine Edmonds who's gone for the game, but that helps out a guy like Michael Carter. And when you look for soft spots in a really good defense, where perhaps you can take advantage of that defense. I think the little short intermediate passes to Michael Carter, to Ty Johnson, are going to be something that can help this offense out greatly with Tremaine Edmonds out of there because obviously you're not going to have very much success in the run game with that defensive line that they have, but if you're able to get nice little quick dumps off and let the let Michael Carter, let Ty Johnson get into a one-on-one with the backup linebackers for Buffalo you're going to be able to make plays more times than not. And especially especially when you don't have an all-pro sitting there at linebacker like Tremaine Edmonds is. So, I mean, that helps you too. And when you have something like that happen, you need to target that and you need to attack it because you're not going to be beating this Buffalo secondary. I mean, they've been playing together for years. You got legitimate superstars with, you know, White back there, and I mean, Joyner, and it's just a really good group of players um, that that legitimately like playing with each other and like causing havoc. And just like this defensive line, I mean, they're gonna they're going to cause havoc. 
and Mike White being a guy who doesn't bomb the ball downfield, doesn't make really big plays, they're going to have these dudes locked up. And like Corey Davis, I mean, he's supposed to be back this week. We got to see what he's able to do. But this is a type of game where he's probably going to see a lot of coverage from Tredavious White, and he's probably not going to get involved at all because he's not a number one to begin with. And having maybe the best corner in the league over the last three seasons covering you isn't going to help. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what they get out of the wide receivers in terms of production today. I would look to try to just do whatever I can with Elijah Moore. Again, you got Michael Carter getting a lot of burn. You need to keep the rookies going. You get Elijah Moore as much as you can out there, and you see what he does. And you let him ball, and you keep growing him as a player. That's what today should be about. Today shouldn't be about winning unless you're sitting there in the middle of the third quarter and the game is tied or you're up. That's when it becomes about winning. Until that's happening... Just play your game and let these dudes develop. Let these dudes play. Don't worry about, oh, you know, we're down by, you know, 21 in the first quarter. We have to start doing this, that, and the other thing. No, just play your game. Everything will work itself out. Don't do anything crazy. Do what you have to do. Keep the running backs involved and just play your game. And I know it's probably getting very annoying to hear right now, but that's what you that's what you have to do. You really you can't if you're Mike LaFleur, you've seen that your game plan works, that your play calling works. Keep going. Don't cave in and don't don't you know, give up. <laughs> give up what you're doing because you're not going to see a lot of results today. Just keep doing what you got to do. The offense looks great. And keep these guys developing. The defense, on the other hand, I'm having really serious questions about this defense. And it hurts because, like I've said a couple of times, this defense was the strongest unit of this team. And, I mean, that's not saying a lot, but this defensive line was very, very good. They look like trash. I mean, the linebackers are solid. Don't get me wrong. C.J. Mosley is an all-pro and the one guy on this team that could start for all 32 in the league. But outside of that, this secondary is pathetic. And I get it, they're young, but still, that's they're pathetic. Uh, they could be young and they could still suck. And they, they're not very good. They're, they, they're guys who can play. They're guys who will be NFL players in some capacity, but just not starters. And right now they have to start because of the lack of talent in that secondary for the Jets. And when you have a lack of talent in the secondary for the Jets and the defensive line is terrible as they have been the last three weeks coming out of the bye after they were great, incredible for the first five games of the year, they are pathetic out of the bye week. When you have a pathetic D-line and a terrible no talent in the secondary, you know what that all adds up to? That adds up to Josh Allen kicking the crap out of his team up and down the field. And that that's something I am not looking forward to. And we saw Carson Wentz and Indianapolis Colts go out there and hang a 45 on this defense and do what they had to do out there, 500 yards. You saw Mac Jones do the same thing, drop a 50-burger on him. And Pat's 
over 500 yards. That's two out of the last three games. And now, now this defense is finally getting the true, the true Goliath of an offense, the true machine of an offense, and that is Josh Allen and his Buffalo Bills team. And you look at, I just want to, I just want to point to one place specifically because I get that the Bills don't have a run game and, you know, that, that might help us out. It probably isn't because that's the one thing that we're actually usually decent stopping. Although Jonathan Taylor did whatever he wanted to do against us last week. I mean, it's not going to help. It's not going to help much that this, you know, Bills team can't run the ball because you have the secondary, you have corners who are unable to play any type of press coverage on a receiver. They have zero ability to stay up on a receiver. And when you're playing against receivers like Cole Beasley, like Stefan Diggs, like Emmanuel Sanders, you're going to have a very, very long day allowing them to catch everything that's thrown their way because they will, because they are pro pros. And then you're going to allow them to have about five yards, which is, uh, I mean, if you watch this Jets secondary play, that's typically, and I mean, it might be an understatement on the amount of yardage between the corners and the receivers when the receivers catch the ball. It's about five yards. You leave them five yards. You leave Stefan Diggs five yards. You leave the great Emmanuel Sanders five yards in between you, and he is breaking Brandon Eccles' ankles. He is going to absolutely embarrass Bryce Hall. You know what I mean? Cole Beasley is going to, you know, go out there and get himself an extra, you know, 10 yards out of it because he's a little slithery guy too. You know what I mean? You're allowing dudes who are best in open field with a little bit of space. You give them a little bit of space. They could turn that thing into a whole big time game. And this team is not built up to play against this Bills wide receiver group and what they do. It is a terrible, terrible matchup, and it's going to be a disaster out there. We're not even talking about the fact, or at least I'm not even talking about the fact, that Stephon Diggs can go out there and absolutely just torch any of the guys in the secondary for the Jets right now. He can just go out there and probably put moves on them that are going to have them on the floor. You know what I mean? We're not even talking about that. We're talking about Josh Allen is going to hit guys for five-yard button hooks, and when they turn around and nobody is there, all of a sudden that's going to turn into another 10-yard gain, a 12-yard gain, a 20-yard gain, a 50-yard gain, 100-yard gain, as many yards as they could possibly get. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be a disaster. That's going to be the screen pass for today. And honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if the Bills tried to do things where they are almost creating a pseudo, you know, screen pass out there in the secondary. Or they're trying to run quote-unquote pick plays, you know, where they're getting guys open like that and on the run. Because this this defense, this secondary, gets lost all the time. And if they don't get lost, they're sitting so far back and playing lackadaisically that it doesn't even matter what you do. It doesn't even matter what you do as a corner in trying to make a play. You are not going to make that play. It's just not going to happen. 
You're too far back, and you're going up against somebody that is too damn good and understands too much of how he's going to get around you. And you don't even understand how to play in this league yet. But that was the conscious decision made by this coaching staff coming into the year to have a lot of rookies in that secondary. And now you get to see what that is when you lose LaMarcus Joyner and you lose, you know, Marcus May for the entire season. We'll see what happens. We'll see what we'll see how we sit here now in a cup in a couple of weeks or I don't even need to see a couple of weeks. I'll see what happens at the end of this game because it's going to be sad. It's going to be pathetic. And honestly, I would not be shocked if today is a day where you see Josh Allen throw for 450 potentially potentially even 500 yards. And the only way that that doesn't happen is if this defensive line decides to show up and decides to do anything for once. Anything. I mean, Quinn and Williams is having a pretty good year. John Franklin Myers, when you look at stats, is having a pretty good year. But the last three weeks, I mean, I get Quinn and had the big sack, actually, against Cincinnati, so I take that back. But two out of the last three weeks, these guys have been complete no-shows, along with the rest of a defensive line that barely has, I mean, and you look at them, and just like the secondary, they barely have any talent. Nate Shepard is awful. He's not a good player. You look at Shaq, uh, Shaq Lawson, and he makes a couple of big plays, but he's not a great player. Sheldon Rankins is old. He's a good guy to have around. He's a good locker room dude. He's a vet presence, but he's not playing great right now. There's a lot of guys on this defensive line that should be doing a lot better and are playing like complete dookie shoes out there. And not dookie like my boy, you know, dookie like, like that thing you drop in the toilet. Um, but like, this is where you get into really bad trouble. You have a bad D line, a bad secondary teams are going to just throw all over you and they haven't even played a great quarterback yet. This is the first legitimate great quarterback they're playing. I get Joe Burrow, Joey B he's doing his thing, but that's a weird game. That really was. It's in between two massive games for the Bengals. You know, Burrow is doing what he's doing on the year. But it's just one of those off off games where you can take advantage and you can see somebody play bad. And the, the unfortunate thing for the Jets this week is that Josh Allen had that last week. Josh Allen was terrible last week. This Bills offense was terrible last week. They were they were actually they were embarrassing and they were a disgrace to that team and to that city. That was how bad they played in Jacksonville last week. Now you sit here and they're coming into MetLife and they're going to absolutely want to roll over a team and they're going to have that opportunity and they're not going to take their foot off the brake. So if you're going to combat that, if you are going to have any type of pride in stopping this team or trying to stop this team and trying to make something happen out there, it has to start with the defensive line. It has to start with John Franklin Myers and Quinton Williams specifically. Those are the two guys who are your stars. Those are the two guys who are your leaders. And if they are not performing at the level that they need to be at, they are not getting on that high level, then this team is going to be an absolute dumpster fire on, on Sunday against the Bills. And it's going to be... it. It's probably going to be the worst game out of New England, out of Indianapolis, 
this has potential to be significantly worse because you're going up against an offense that can score at will. And I didn't even mention Dalton Knox either. <laughs> I didn't even mention Dalton Knox, who was probably going to have the biggest day of all of the Buffalo Bills uh, skill position players. I would not be shocked at all if Dalton Knox had two touchdowns and 120 yards. That's <laughs> that's the problem. Oh my gosh, they can't. There's nobody that they can stop. You hope Bryce Hall has a game. That's all I'll say. You hope Bryce Hall has a game because he is the one dude in this secondary that's a guy who can start in this league. I mean, he's not a one, but he's a guy who's going to be able to start in this league for a while. You hope he's able to show up and do a little something for you here. Do a little magic and limit somebody because otherwise this is this is going to be bad. Like, we thought 50 was bad. I mean, I don't want to say anything crazy, but this has 60 potential on it. Like, the way this defense has looked, this has a 60 burger all over it. But it's at home. This team has played better at home. You got to hope that I'm just a pessimist right now. I don't think so, though. I'm sorry to say it, guys. <laughs> but, you know, all that being said, all getting into that good stuff. And when you look at uh, what needs to get done today, what do you think that, I mean, the Jets need to do in order to stop the Bills? What do you think that this Jets team needs to just do in general today? Like, what do you want to see from them in order to say that today was successful. Is it a win? Is it to keep it close? Is it that just Mike White is able to play pretty well? Are you looking at specific players? Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. At Zubeard77. Let me know what you guys are thinking. Keep me in the loop during the game today on how you're feeling. Uh, if, if, it turns, if it turns sour, guys, listen, we're all here together. It's one community. You know, let's not let's not get on each other. Hit me up on the Twitter machine and let me know how you're feeling during the game, all right? I'm here for you to commiserate together, to celebrate together. Whatever the emotion is, I will be right there for you. And I will be right here after the game as well on the post game. So hit that subscribe so you will get notified when that goes up later on after the uh, Bills game. But without uh, further ado, I do... Uh, I do have a little bit more here for you. I want to I want to get you uh, players to watch, and I want to get you a final score prediction uh, before I head on out. And uh, oof, we have to check out this Jets game today. <laughs> I mean, guys, I, I'm being honest. This this is going to be a tough game. This is going to be a tough game. Just be ready. And if it if it changes, if it's not, if it's a if we end up playing very well, you know, just. Be happy with that, and let's roll with it. Don't overreact. Let's feel this moment out. Let's watch Mike White, and let's see what we can do. Players to watch. Defensively. I kind of uh, alluded to it, but this isn't just one player. It's an entire position group, and that is defensive line. The defensive line has to be better this week. They need to be better as a unit. They need John Franklin Myers and Quinn and Williams to be better as stars. And they need their secondary guys, their uh, you know tertiary guys, to make plays happen. They can't have 
most of the game go by and only have one quarterback pressure and only get one hit on the quarterback for the entire game. You can't allow that to happen. You need to be better. And today, today has to be the day where you turn it around. Two out of three terrible, atrocious, pathetic, disgraceful games. Today is the day you stop. You stop that. You be better, and you make things happen. It starts with the defensive front, and I, like I said, I don't think they're going to be able to stop this offense, but you can at least limit them, and you can have some pride in the fact that you are an NFL football player playing for the New York Jets, a professional team in this league. You need to be better, D-line, and today is the day. We are watching you. We are watching you. So pick it up. Offensive player at a game to watch. I mean, we got robbed last week. He was the guy to watch last week. Mike White. Mike White is the guy to watch. Mike White is the guy to pay attention to in general. Um, Mike White's really the only thing that is interesting about this offense coming into this game because I'm starting to feel like I know Elijah Moore is going to be a good player. I, I'm pretty much convinced that Michael Carter is going to be a great player. Vera Tucker looks very good. But what I'm looking for now is to see if Mike White can be the starting quarterback of his team. And also, I want to see if what Mike White did versus Cincinnati was a complete fluke and that this offense really does have serious issues. I mean, if Mike White has a terrible game and he's he only throws for 87 yards and, you know, has a terrible completion percentage and they're barely getting first downs, then you know what, guys? We do have some questions about Mike LaFleur, that we have been throwing bouquets at his feet the last couple of weeks. If that happens, we got questions again. So there's a lot to watch with Mike White today, and I hope that the young man has a hell of a game because I like having Mike White out there. You know, he's Mike White. Mike White. But even with Mike White back out there, even with uh, the D-line having a much better game, my final score prediction for week 10 at Jet Life, Bills versus the Jets. I'm going with the Jets 20, not a bad number, putting up some decent points. Bills 45. And yeah, that's another big number hung on this defense. I, I don't see them being able to stop Josh Allen. I don't think Josh Allen is going to have a bad game. I think he's going to tear this secondary apart, especially if he gets time from his offensive line off of his D-line. He's just going to have a game, and these receivers are going to be able to do so much with their athleticism, with their just veteran ability, their knowledge of how to play the position. They're going to make dudes look just so bad out there. I really hope I'm wrong and I'm overestimating this and I'm overanalyzing it. But I just don't see a world in which this defensive secondary is able to make any plays versus Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, Dalton Knox, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, so forth and so on. I, I just don't see it happening. And Josh Allen is going to have his way after having a terrible, terrible week last week. And, um, I mean, damn, guys. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. We're going into another one. I'm sorry I didn't catch you guys too hyped up. I'm um, sorry that I couldn't have been a little bit more of a beacon of hope today. 
but we like to keep it real on the Time to Jets podcast on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon. Hit that subscribe, please, so that you will be notified for when the post game drops and all episodes in general drop for Time to Jets. Hit me up on Twitter at Zubeard77. Love the interaction. Love talking to you guys. Let me know how you're feeling during the game. We can commiserate. We can celebrate together. We will see what it is. Because, I mean, these home games, all of a sudden the Jets start showing up and you say to yourself midway through the third, wow, wow, the Jets might actually win this game. So hopefully we get one of those. Hopefully we get one of those out of nowhere and we get another Mike White game. But until we actually see it, and until the post game, I must bid you adieu. And peace!